0: Good morning, and uh, welcome to River Glen, and Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome here in in Waukesha, welcome online, welcome uh, to our friends over in Pewaukee, Uh, great to have you with us. Uh, Maybe some of you attended for uh, Christmas for the first time and uh, came back, and we're just so glad uh, that you did. Thank you for joining us uh, for church, and I want to invite everybody back next week for Welcome Brunch, 1030 to 1130, uh, both uh, campuses. Uh, This is for newer people or Anyone who hasn't attended, we want everybody uh, to go through Welcome Brunch. It's your uh, next step. We tell you who we are, about who we are as a church and where we're heading in the future. You get a uh, delicious uh, brunch. We give you a free T-shirt. I think you'll really enjoy it. You get to meet some of the staff. I hope you'll you'll get signed up uh, today. You can take out your phone right now and scan the QR code uh, in front of you and do that or stop at the uh, Welcome Center in the lobby. Well, uh, today we're excited. We're uh, beginning... A, a new series on uh, a hurry. Many of us have a tendency to live our lives at a fast pace. We live in a culture that values fast. As the uh, song says that we open the service with, it says, I'm in a hurry and I don't know why. And I keep rushing and rushing and rushing until life is no uh, fun. Um, I can relate to that and uh, maybe you can too. I want to invite Garrett uh, Johnston to uh, come out here, and uh, Garrett's going to help us out. Let's welcome Garrett, everybody. <laughs> Garrett's going to help us out, and he's going to uh, uh, get on the uh, treadmill uh, for us, because I think this really pictures what many of our lives are like. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and try to find a speed that's uh, comfortable that's uh, for you. So uh, here, here's what happens. You know, we go through d- different seasons in our uh, lives, many of us go through seasons in our lives, similar seasons, we we get educated, uh, we go to school, and uh, whether that's high school uh, graduation or college or technical school uh, graduation, and uh, we get an education, and so uh, Garrett uh, gets an education, and then the next thing, uh, you want to find a job, right, and uh, Garrett Garrett finds a job, and this job involves a lot of travel, and so (laughs) there you go, Uh, Garrett. And uh, you know when you start working and you start going to the office, life just speeds up a little bit more. And uh, then you know you meet that special someone, and Garrett, uh, Garrett meets Kaylee, everybody. And uh, there's your wife, Kaylee. You guys meet down in Knoxville and yeah. and uh, get get married. And then uh, what couples uh, do is they start talking about you know having children. And sometimes what couples will decide is let's just take a half step. And uh, let's, let's have a pet, let's get a pet, let's get a dog. Uh, there you go. And so Garrett and Kaylee, you know, they, 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 they've moved up here, they got their dog, and then they get their own place. And of course, you've got to keep that place clean. And so here's a, yep. here's a broom for you. And, uh, you know, when you've got your own place, life speeds up okay. um, <laughs> even more. And then couples take the plunge. And they have a baby, and uh, Garrett and Kaylee at Hensley. Uh, this uh, pastor doesn't stop there, though. Yeah, you guys are gonna have a couple more kiddos, oh, more. and three kids oh, wow. in your family. Okay. And man, as those kids grow up, I mean, whoa! I think we're Don't lose that. Okay. Right. Oh, good, good. That third one. I'm worried about that third one. <laughs> oh, I'll hold it for a second for you. But even with two. Life speeds okay. up a little more, and uh, yeah. there, there we go. Now, when your kids get older, I mean, you, you know, <laughs> whoa, oh, oh. all right, two-kid family. Uh, <clears throat> you know, they grow up, those kids, they're gonna start playing sports. Sure. And man, you're really gonna be busy going to okay. games and practices, and as a dad, you know, you're not gonna wanna just watch them play sports, you're gonna wanna coach uh, your kids too, so you. there you go. And, man, when you get that family growing, uh, it's going to get faster and uh, faster. I think we better stop right there. Let's give Garrett a hand, um, everybody. (laughs) Thanks for being a good sport. (coughs) Does Garrett look like he's having any fun? No, no. So you can uh, step off the treadmill and, you know, take your life uh, with you, all right? But that's a picture of what many of our lives look like. You know, hurry, tired racing from one event to the next, exhausted, overwhelmed. We're doing more than ever before, and we feel like we've got less time to do the things that really matter to us. Let me ask you a question. Is there a better way than living on the treadmill? Well, today we're beginning a new series. It's called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. It's based on a book by John Mark Comer of the same title, and I want to give him some credit because you're going to hear some of his teaching in this uh, series, and if you want to go further, I would encourage you, this would be a great book for you to pick up and read. Now, before we dive in, I want to let you know today's more introductory, and so if at the end of the message, if you still have some questions, if you still feel some tension, that's okay. Uh, that's my goal. We can't fix this issue in 30 minutes. you got to come back. We're going to spend several weeks on this uh, topic and so come back next week, and I hope you'll come back each week of the series. And I also want to let you know, I want to confess to you, uh, this is an area where I, I struggle, and I don't have this all figured out, and I need this series as much as uh, anybody. I like to do things, I like to work, I like to be busy, I tend to be activistic, I like to start things, I like to help start new ministries and new churches, and sometimes, oftentimes, I have a hard time slowing down, and so I need this teaching as much as anybody. For many of us, you know, life on the treadmill has just kind of become uh, normal. You know, we live in a, a culture that values fast living, and living on the treadmill at a fast pace is like a badge of honor, you know, in our, in our culture. If you're, if you're busy, you're important. If you're busy, you're successful. And just like a treadmill doesn't really go anywhere, that's why I don't like to use these. You know, you're just standing in the same spot. I think it's boring. And living on the treadmill can just drain your time and energy and prevent you from going where you want to go in life and living uh, the life that you really want. But here's the real problem. If you're a follower of Jesus, and and I know not everybody in the room here is probably a follower of Jesus. And something I actually really love about our church is we're, we're open. We welcome everyone. And uh, you can come and explore uh, the claims of Jesus at your own pace. And we hope eventually you do make a decision to start following him. And when you do, you'll discover it's more than just knowing what he taught. You begin to live the way that he lived. And you'll discover when you imitate his life, this is how we were designed to live. It's the only way to really live the life that you want and have the marriage. That you want in the family and the career and the relationships that you want when you study the life of Jesus in in Scripture it really defines the the problem and here's what I found there isn't one place in Scripture where Jesus was in a hurry not one I mean we don't find anything in Scripture where Jesus is going hey Peter man we got to get going they're waiting for us in in Capernaum let's go let's go let's go or Thomas why does it take you so long to get off your donkey? Or, you know, where's Andrew? Is he, is he late again? We're going to teach him a lesson and leave him behind. No, it's, it's the opposite. Uh, when you study scripture, the life of Jesus might seem slow, so slow and unhurried, you might think, well, maybe he didn't have much to do. Of course, that's not true, because Jesus, in three years, accomplished more than any of us will accomplish in our entire lifetime. Jesus is the most influential person who ever lived in the history of our world, and yet he never in Scripture, even one time, ran or jogged. We see verses like Mark 16 over and over in, in Scripture. Would you say this out loud with me on the count of three? This verse right here, one, two, three. As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, Jesus has this steady unhurried pace he's productive and busy but unhurried did you know there's a big difference between a busy life and a hurried life I mean sometimes we, we uh, think bu- uh, busy is a problem you know busy is, is is bad but busy can be good busy can be healthy John Mark Comer writes about this he says there's a healthy kind of busyness when you're where your life is full with things that matter uh, not wasted on empty leisure or trivial pursuits. The problem isn't when you have a lot to do. It's when you've got too much to do. And the only way to keep the quota up is to hurry. Jesus lived a busy, productive life. But we never see him hurrying or, 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 or rushing or, or stressing out and this is convicting uh, for me uh, my life is more like uh, the, the the treadmill my life uh, often seems crazy uh, uh, busy <laughs> when I'm honest and I look at my life you know what there's hardly a day I'm not in, in a hurry can you relate can anybody relate apparently many of us can because according to psychologists and uh, doctors uh, they've actually coined a new term for a new condition. A cardiologist by the name of Dr. Meyer Friedman came up with this term. He studied people who live their lives in a hurry and it affects their health and it makes them more prone to heart attacks and he calls it hurry sickness. It's an actual medical uh, condition. Here's how he defined it. A continuous struggle and unremitting attempt to accomplish more and more things. In less and less time that's hurry sickness now some of us might wonder well how would I know if I have this Um, how would I uh, know well there's a quiz and it's not my quiz this is a quiz that uh, psychologists use for people Uh, they look for six uh, symptoms or signs of uh, hurry sickness and so I'm gonna give you this quiz I'm gonna ask you these uh, six uh, questions and I want you to score yourself and and give yourself one point for every yes Every every one of these that is true about uh, you. Some of you are like, just get to the quiz already. Let's hurry this up. (laughs) One point for you right there before we get started. Okay. All right. Here's the first uh, question. Do you treat everything uh, like a race? You treat everything uh, like a race. You know, you go go to the grocery store and uh, you don't just pick any line. You know, you count how many carts are in front of you, and then you count how many items are in the uh, carts and, no, oh, there's too many, I'm going to take a different line. Then you start looking at the sales clerks and to see, uh, you know, how fast uh, they are and, oh, this one's slow. I want one that's fast and, and competent and, you know, doesn't even make eye contact. Just boom, you're out of here. And if you're really into this, you know what you do is you choose line A and then here's what I do. You keep an eye on line B where you would have been. And if line B gets through quicker than line A, you're like, Lord, why did you leave? You know, maybe you're here and you're, you know, you're 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 listening and, and you're trying to absorb what uh, what what God's trying to <coughs> excuse me, what God's trying to say to you, and uh, you're also texting and, and checking fantasy football. Uh, give yourself uh, one point. Or or if you multitask and you forget about a task, give yourself. Uh, 1.2. Here's number uh, three, you get highly irritable when experiencing a delay, even little things set you off. And uh, I'll admit, that's true about me. Uh, Number four, you feel perpetually behind schedule. Number five, you interrupt or talk over people. And then here's the last one, you're obsessed with checking things off your to-do list. Now go ahead and score yourself, give yourself one point for each yes. Anybody zero? Anybody score zero? Not really very many hands. I don't see very many hands going up and here in Waukesha. And I think that probably indicates that uh, many of us struggle with this uh, to some degree. I'm not going to ask for your score, but I would guess many of us, if we're honest, are between three and six. I'll tell you my score when I add these up. Um, I, at, first, at first, I thought five, and then I, I, I got honest and said six. I'm, I'm six out of six, and I struggle with it, and I'm probably not uh, the, the only one. I think many of us struggle with hurry sickness to some uh, degree, but, but we've normalized it. And we say things like, well, it's just a season of life that I'm in. It's just the demands of my job. It's just all the things that i got to get done around the, the house. We accept it as normal, and we don't see hurry sickness as a danger uh, to our lives. Let me, let me, let me tell you why it's a, it's, a, it's a danger. Hurry sickness is a danger more than just to our physical health. When um, Jesus was asked the question, what is the greatest commandment on earth? What did he say? He said, it's really two commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Number two, love, love your neighbor as yourself. And so you can boil down all the commands of the Bible to love God and love others. In other words, love is the greatest command. As followers of Jesus, love should be the defining characteristic of our lives. Now, fortunately, there's a whole chapter in the Bible written by the Apostle Paul that defines love in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And here's the first description, the first characteristic. Paul says, love is," is what? Say it out loud. Patient. Isn't that interesting? Why do you think that's the first characteristic of of love? I think it's probably because he knows that we struggle with hurry sickness. And he wants us to know that love and hurry are incompatible. Love and hurry are incompatible because love slows down and takes time for for other people. For many of us, the great danger of our life is not that we're going to renounce our our faith. But we're going to live on the treadmill You know, rushing and racing and hurrying through life and settling for a mediocre version of our faith. Skimming through life instead of really living life and loving others uh, deeply. So what's the answer? What's the solution? Some people say, well, if I only had more time, you know, if I just had, you know, a few more hours in the day, uh, you know, I would solve all my uh, problems. But do you know what we would do? Here's what would happen if we had 27 hours in a day, we would just spend more time on the treadmill. Back in the uh, 1960s when uh, uh, digital technology really took off and people started to wonder with computers and robots, how will that affect work? <clears throat> 1967, a Senate subcommittee estimated by 1985 the average American will work 22 hours a week, only 22 hours a week, 27 yeah yeah, you're laughing 27 weeks a a year (laughs) right yeah right Uh, uh, but instead we just keep living on the treadmill adding more and and going faster more time is not uh, the solution because god's given us enough time to do everything that he wants us to do if we don't have enough time in our day to get everything done the problem is that we're trying to do more than god intended for us to do. God's given us plenty of time to do everything that he wants us uh, to do. So today I want to show you a a scripture. I think this is foundational for this series. We're going to be talking about it more. But I want you to read it, memorize it, make it a screensaver. Let these words of Jesus hit you fresh today from Matthew chapter 11. Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened and i will give you rest take my yoke upon you and learn from me for i am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is is light notice this word all i mean this is for everybody you know nobody's too busy or hurried or tired jesus has a better way Uh, for for you. Jesus wants to set you free from hurry sickness so that you can live the life that you really um, want. But this isn't about just, you know, sitting around, resting all the time, doing nothing. Look at what Jesus says. He says, take my yoke upon you. A yoke is a tool that they used for work. A yoke would make work more uh, pr- productive. Jesus wants us to live uh, productive lives. Take a look at a picture of a yoke. A yoke would unite two oxen together, and it would ease the burden, and and uh, spread it out, and 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 make it make it make it light make it lighter. A yoke would help them plow through the through the field. And so, by using this word uh, yoke, Jesus says, "You know, I got a better way." Jesus says, I don't want you getting on the treadmill thinking that you got to do this on your your own. No, he says, I want you to take my yoke and do it together with with me. And Jesus uh, promises to go alongside us and and make it easier and lighter. Now, that doesn't mean that life's always going to be easy. But when you plow through life, when you plow through the hard times, uh, Jesus is with you, and, and, and he helps you live a life that's restful and fulfilling. So I want to give you just a few uh, challenges uh, based on this scripture. And uh, again, this is introductory today. We're going to talk more about these challenges. But I want, you to, I want you to start thinking about these challenges and how they apply to your life. Here's the first one. Number one, I think Jesus is saying, practice slow. When Jesus says, come to me, all who are weary and tired... I think he means bring your whole self to me, including your physical bodies. Did, did, did you know that, that the very act of slowing down our physical bodies, it trains our souls to resist hurry. And it increases our capacity to be, to be present with God and others. John Mark Comer talks about this in his book, that slowing down our physical bodies is actually a spiritual discipline, just like Bible reading or prayer fasting slowing down our physical bodies trains us to develop the quality of patience and patience is the first characteristic of of love here's some practical ideas from uh, John Mark Homer's um, book how about this one he he suggests uh, show up ten minutes early for an appointment and instead of taking out your phone maybe you engage in a conversation with another person or or read a book or use that time for prayer this next one might be hard, really hard uh, for some of us. Practice slow by driving the speed limit. How about this one? Go to the, uh, go to the grocery store and uh, practice slow by getting in line and waiting instead of just rushing through there as fast as you, as you uh, can. I think one of the best ways to practice slow is, is doing what we're doing right now, is to gather together like this as, as followers of Jesus for worship and prayer. And and teaching um, every week, and and just and just getting off the treadmill to uh, replenish ourselves and to get filled up uh, with more of God, uh, so that we can live uh, better and healthier lives. Make it a priority to gather with us um, each each week and practice slow with Jesus. And here's another challenge: lighten up. When Jesus says, "Yoke yourselves uh, to Him," He says it reduces your 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 burden, it reduces your, your your load. Uh, your stress, your anxiety. I, th- I think what he's saying to us is he's saying, he's saying lighten up. And I wonder, are there any uh, activities or habits in your life, in your schedule that you can, you, know, you can push pause temporarily on those or maybe cut them out permanently as a way to lighten up your load a, a, a little bit? Here's something uh, John Mark Comer uh, suggested in his book might be helpful for, for some of us. He suggests uh, removing email from your phone. And I know not everybody can do that. Maybe your job requires you to have email on your uh, phone. But for others of us, uh, maybe this will help lighten our load. Uh, Limit your access to email. Take it off your phone. I did that. And, uh, you know, if there's an emergency, people have my phone number. They can call me or text me. And I can always get on my laptop and access email that way. But I don't need email, uh, you know, right there with me all the time on my uh, phone. Here's another way to think about lightening up your load, another way to look at it, uh, maybe this will give you some ideas. Ask yourself this question, what do you have time for? What do you have time for? I've got an iPhone and it's got this tool called Screen Time and it sends a report (laughs) and uh, lets me know how much time I spend on my phone and on different apps on my phone. And the first time I got a Screen Time report, I thought, this thing's lying. I mean, there's no way I spent this much time you know, on my phone. i got to call Apple Diagnostics. I mean, there's something wrong, really wrong um, um, here. But here's what I learned. As busy as I think I am, uh, ironically, I have enough time. I make time to go to ESPN and Fantasy Football and Instagram and Facebook and, 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 and Twitter. So check your screen time. And, you know, you might feel really busy and discover uh, that you spend more time than you think on your phone or, or laptop, and that might help you uh, find some ways to lighten your load a, a, a little bit. A couple weeks ago, my wife and I were uh, watching TV, and uh, we, we started watching a movie on Netflix at 8.30 at night, which is late for us. That's gotten late. You know, we're, we're old. But we just intended to watch half the movie and, and watch the rest of it another time, but the movie was so good that it was a mystery, we got caught up into it, and we watched, it. it was a long movie, we stayed up, we watched that whole thing. And the next day, we dragged, felt exhausted, regretted staying up uh, late. Here, here's my point, nothing, nothing, nothing against movies or, or Netflix or video games or social media, but if we don't have some boundaries or limits, those things can become like a treadmill in our lives that drain our time and energy and they really don't take us where we want to go in life and so ask yourself what do i have time for and it might help you identify some some ways some areas where you can lighten your load a little bit and allow jesus to bring more time and energy and joy and fulfillment into your life one more challenge pray for help because we can't do this on our own we need God's help. I came across a prayer that I really like. It's from a pastor named Craig Groeschel. And I've been praying this prayer every morning for our church, for all of you, and and for myself. It goes like this. God, help me slow down enough to experience Jesus fully and to love others deeply. And uh, I'm going to keep praying that prayer through this series. I hope you'll join me. Let's pray this prayer for our church. Uh, for, for, our, for each other, for our families, for ourselves. In fact, I want to pray it with you in just a moment. But, but before I do, I want to just remind you, today's just the beginning. There's a lot more to cover on this subject. And so come back next week. I think it's going to be really helpful uh, for all of us. And I also, I want to read that scripture one more time from Matthew chapter 11. But this time I want to read it from a different version of the Bible. This is called the, the Message Version. Uh, by Eugene Peterson. And here, here's, here's what Jesus says. Are you tired, uh, worn out? Let this sink into your heart and mind. Are you burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. I pray for us. God, I just, I just uh, thank you that, that you have a heart that wants to give us rest and cares about us that much. And I pray through this series that you would do a great work in our church and in our lives. I know this is a struggle in my life and for many of us. God, help us. Help us uh, find freedom from hurry sickness. Help us discover new rhythms that you made for us that are really a gift. God, we want to take on your yoke and unburden ourselves, trusting you to help us each step of the way. God, would you give us peace, purpose, and would you just give us a lightness to our lives. Help us to smile more and laugh more. God, help us slow down enough to experience Jesus fully and love others deeply. And we pray this in Jesus' name.